0: I'm Ben Cohen's Cookie Quarantine. I'm Seamus Campbell.
1: I'm Ben Cohen.
0: And we are joined today by friend of the pod, Joe Vaughn. Let's try name. another one. Uh, Charles Richards.
2: Oh, but okay.
0: What? We're, every time he comes on, I'm just going to try another C name until I get, get there.
1: Are we trying to figure out his middle name? Is that what the game is? Yes. Huh? Did we like make a... It- contest out of this like whoever comes closest to guessing your actual middle name you i don't know buy a bottle of wine for i'm down i could i can look with that uh, yeah that, that gives us a lot of room to spitball we can we can have some fun uh if we decide we're tired about you know talking about serious th- things uh, and then once we find out that your actual middle name is cookie monster, then it's just, I mean, it's going to blow the, for everybody, wow. but I have to buy, now I have to buy you a bottle of wine. That was I, so it's okay. Funny. I'm not fancy. First guess, man. Oh my
2: God. That was
1: pretty amazing. I'm super smart, dude. Uh, I like a dry red, usually a Merlot, but you know, I'm, I'm open-minded. Got you. You, you look
2: like a, uh, a, a, uh, Melbach type of guy. Fair are not.
0: Yes. So on a more serious note, uh, we are going to I do want to begin by saying that this episode will probably uh, involve some talks of uh, sexual harassment and workplace harassment and violence. Uh, So this is your content and trigger warning. So if anyone who may be triggered by this, you know, we will advise that you just stop listening. Uh, because we will be talking about what the latest scandal in New York State.
1: And as much as we like to be glib on this show, because it's just sort of who we are as people, this is a fairly serious subject that we're not going to be able to escape. And enough of our you know, friends of our show are deeply concerned with, and we thought it merited some discussion, which is why we asked Yvonne to come and
0: speak to us about it. And the there is a lot of questions about uh, what will be the what how uh, impeachment works in New York. So that's also why we are doing this episode. So yeah, this will be a resource for people. And you know if. There, We will try to put in the show notes like resources for uh, victims and survivors of uh, sexual workplace harassment and violence. So uh, jumping right off, as most people probably know, on Tuesday morning, uh, New York State Attorney General Letitia James did uh, her office held a press conference wherein they announced the uh, findings of an investigation into Governor Andrew Cuomo, wherein they found after looking at interviewing hundreds of state employees um, and looking at thousands of documents that he did knowingly and repeatedly sexually harass and sometimes assault. Several members of the of his staff, um, and this has been corroborated by several people, uh, con, uh, various notes, text messages, emails, etc. So it's not a question of did he do, if he did it. It's, it is that he they found that he did it, um, and so now it's there's a question about what happens now. Um, Governor Cuomo seems to not have any indication that he wants to resign. Um, Full disclosure, you know, Jovan and I are on the board of the New York City Young Democrats, and as most listeners to the pod know, and NYSYD has called for the governor's resignation. Um, So... Guys, where do we go?
1: You know, I think the basics of what happens, we only belabor so much if um, if we think it's going to be good. I think we want to talk about what the next steps are. You know, this is why Javon, we asked you to come on to kind of talk about I know before we set up the actual episode, you said that maybe the process of impeachment wasn't your area of specialty, but as much as you can enlighten us on that, and then I think just politically, it's important to consider what it's going to look like for New Yorkers, especially New York Democrats, as they look to deal with the fallout from this, handle the accountability of the man that was kind of their standard bearer for a
0: while. And Joe, I did actually take notes for the first time ever for this podcast. So if anything that you can't, don't feel comfortable or don't know the answer to, I probably have the answers to. Great. Well,
2: Gentlemen, let me just, uh, coming from a background in in broadcast, let me just thank you for having me on again. The first time I was on your show, I was joined by a group of just exceptional young leaders from around the world, uh, from around the nation, and I had a brilliant and just marvelous time. So uh, I look forward to having a conversation with you guys today. Um, As Seamus mentioned earlier in the podcast, New York State Young Democrats um, called for Governor Cuomo's resignation five months ago when this uh, news originally hit. It hit back in March, um, and the you know Governor called. Well, Governor called for himself to have a full investigation, um, and he called on the the Attorney General to look into it. She, her office. Um, sought out independent investigators they took about five months to create uh an investigation to conduct an investigation and this past tuesday they released their findings which you know codified everyone's opinions and and the the 11 women that uh governor cuomo either sexually assaulted or or harassed This is a very hard subject to talk about because as as president of the New York City of Democrats, I want to tell everyone how great New York is. I want to tell everyone how amazing we are doing and what we're doing and New York is leading the way. Um, But (laughs) that's going to take a back seat a little bit because uh, the governor is just not ready to really really push his power. And that's a bit problematic. Um, So that's kind of the groundwork. Uh, in in his statement on Tuesday, which was as a PR guy poorly done, um, that that recorded video was trash. Um, he he basically you know blamed it on his upbringing. He learned it from his mom and dad. You know his dad who was governor for three terms, Mario Cuomo. Um, he he's learned it from his Italian upbringing. He's trying to convey warmth. Listen, uh, I I like to hug people. I like to show them that that I care about them. Uh, but you know, there's a language to to it. Um, if someone is fearing for their life, you can tell. Um, there, th- that's not warmth. That's not conveying warmth. That's not conveying. You know, I'm here for you. That is scaring somebody, and you have to take that into consideration. Um, I don't think he does. you know, Andrew Cuomo, is most of the time, a solid governor. Um, he's done some sleazy things that a lot of us can't get, can't get behind. He's done it politically or he's done it governmentally, and a lot of us have issues with it. But you know at, at his core, he's going to leave um, with a stain on his record. But outside of that stain, he has been able to get New York through some difficult times. But this is is the time that he needs to really step into leadership and resign. Um, Allow Kathy Hochul to bridge uh, bridge a new relationship with the the people of New York and allow her to have the opportunity to govern uh, the way the state deserves and, and is needed.
0: So I know, and for those who don't know who Kathy Hochul is, she is the lieutenant governor. Uh, yes,
2: great. The great lieutenant governor of the great state of New York, the great empire state. Um, she will do the state justice. She, you know, she's not from New York City. She's not from Long Island. She's not even from the Hudson Valley. She's from the great city of Buffalo. So, um, you know, it's a different perspective of the world. Side so note, birthplace and, of Ben Cohen. Oh, God. Oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. How I, how I adore you so. Um, but, yeah, so this is a very complicated time for, for, the, for the New York Young Dems, New York City Young Dems. It's a difficult time for New York Dems uh, in general, a lot of which are, are still pushing for the governor to fight it, most of which are requesting the governor's resignation, including the chair of the New York State Democratic Committee, Jay Jacobs, uh, as of earlier this week. Um, And you're gonna see a lot more. I mean, to be fair, if the President of the United States calls for your resignation, if the Senate Majority Leader of the United States Senate calls for your resignation, if the Speaker of the House, of the US House of Representatives calls for your resignation, on top of the DNC, your own state party, um, the Senate Majority Leader, the Lieutenant Governor, and the Assembly Speaker all call for your resignation. Chances and are. like
0: 41 party chairs. And, county and, party yes, chairs.
2: 41 county party chairs. Chances are, you know, you lost the confidence of, of your state and your ability to govern is, is null and void at that point. Um, so that's what New York is dealing with. Um, we're looking into a, a very tough, rigorous impeachment process. Um, now this hasn't been, no one's been impeached in in New York for almost a hundred years. Um, and these laws are definitely antiquated. Um, they're, they're, they're very analog, you know, um, they were written at a time where no one really ever wanted to get impeached. No one ever still wants to get impeached, but you know, they're not, they have not been up. This is
0: one of the areas where Alexander Hamilton really screwed up.
2: You know, and they don't talk about that in the musical. They they praise him for for his writing, but sometimes the man wrote just to write and 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 really screwed, um, screwed New York or or the government or the, the the federal government just because of his writings. And at at the time, no one changed them. You know, so Alexander Hamilton is a great great leader, uh, except when he wrote the New York impeachment laws because they're crap um so that is why that go, one didn't
1: get a rap song yes
2: <laughs> exactly i don't think it was in the original um the, the original three hour show so you know um but let's talk about the impeachment just for a second yeah. so right now the assembly uh, which is basically our house of representatives on, on the state level uh for those that are, are not aware of what the new york state assembly is uh we have two obviously very much like the, the federal government and most state governments we have two branches of uh, of legislatures we have our our house which is our assembly and we have our senate which is our senate <laughs> um, uh, and you know impeachment right now is happening in the house so it's happening in the assembly the assembly majority had a comp- had a caucus call um, and more than a majority of of the majority. And in, when it comes down to New York State, one thing to realize is the New York State majority is the Assembly. We have a supermajority in the Assembly. So whatever Democrats and
0: want. And the Senate, for wheres worth. Well,
2: yes, but that that changes just a little bit when we talk about what yeah. needed for the Senate. So just thinking in the Assembly, you know, keeping the Assembly at, at, at your forefront right now, you have to understand that the Assembly is taking up this matter and that the assembly is a majority, a supermajority of Democrats. So like Republicans really have no say, although they will vote to impeach Cuomo because why else do you have Republicans if not to do this? Um, what we need to understand is how Democrats will operate within, within the means of impeachment. Right now, a majority of the majority are, have lost confidence in him. So they're in route to impeach him. So the case is now being created by the judicial council. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> not the judicial council.
0: Wow, uh, you were really in YDA brain. I, I, I've, I've,
2: I've had I've had a couple of weeks. Um, ben knows what I'm talking about.
1: Oh goodness, <laughs> yes I do.
2: I you should have saw. I I gave him no trigger warning. I said judicial council, and he like perked up and was like, ah, not my not my circus, not my clowns. <laughs> but it was Ben. It once it was your circus. But just kind of
0: going back to a future, right? Yeah. So, like the Judiciary Committee right now, they are requesting, um, they're going to be meeting on on Monday. We are recording this on Saturday, August 7th. And so they've said to Cuomo's lawyers, uh, you can give your replies to everything uh, by the 13th. So, Friday the 13th, you know, go figure. So we'll see what happens in it. If anyone watched CNN yesterday, uh, Cuomo's attorneys uh, did a press conference uh, basically trying to discredit uh, these uh, survivors. It was not good.
2: Well, Their argument from the beginning, you know, this is not this is this is what uh, most this is what JR on WWE would call vintage Cuomo. Uh this is what he does, who he is. He discredits and then he walks all over. It, it, it sucks. It's not a great way to operate, but that's what he's known for doing, and that's what he's probably gonna continue. And he's gonna have his lawyers do the same thing. And it's unfortunate. As Seamus said, you know, Monday the Judiciary Committee um will will meet. Uh, And they will start the process. So one thing that is really apparent, really just, you know, everyone should really just realize something from the beginning. Cuomo can resign. Before Monday, Cuomo can call a press conference and resign. And Kathy Hochul, who's the current lieutenant governor, will be the governor. And then we'll figure out the lieutenant governor after that. But he can resign. Which would lead to so much less, less, so many less factors and problems. If he resigned, we would have an opportunity to really get back to what New York needs to be doing, and that's governing, and that's legislating, and that's ensuring the sanctity of our state through laws and protections, and making sure that the, the Delta, Lambda, Zeta, Beta, Heta, Kaleda variants of, of COVID-19 are being dealt with. I, I I know I was being a little funny, but like COVID a serious thing mm-hmm. um, and, and we need a leader at, at the forefront handling New York's real problems. We don't need to be stuck up and held up in an assembly hearing, in a judiciary committee hearing uh, or an impeachment process when we just don't really freaking need to. But here we are. Um, But if the process begins, and trust me, the process will begin in the next week um, or so, possibly two weeks, um, if he resigns throughout the the process, the process continues. So although he can resign in three weeks, he's still going to get impeached, and there's still going to be a trial in the Senate. So very much like the federal law, and we have all under—I think we all understand the federal law of impeachment just a little bit better, having lived in the last two years. Um, we understand impeachment there, right? So we don't need to talk about that part. But here in New York, it's a little more ass backwards, as I like to call it. Um, so the assembly comes up with their with their you know book, if you will the book of Cuomo, why we should impeach him. Yeah. Now, it's not just going to be, I, I'm, I'm going to just you know, kind of bear with your, your audience for a second. It's not just going to be about sexual harassment and assault. The chances of that being the sole purpose of impeachment is kind of laughable. In the last year, the Cuomo administration has done some stupid shit. And I don't know if we can curse, but stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just go case. for it. Great. Fucking amazing! They have done some stupid fucking shit. Um, between downplaying the uh, senior citizens' deaths in senior senior citizen homes and 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 you know senior living um, to the disastrous um, parts of the what I like to call the Tabby Bridge in in the Great Hudson Valley region of New York, um, but to what he would call his father's bridge, um, because he named it after his father, uh, the Mario Cuomo Bridge. There's a lot of issues here. There's a lot of issues to pick and pull from. Um, His staff, his his real staff, his central staff, not his regional staff members, but his real next-to-him 24-7 staff, they're not making his job any easier. Because they're on Twitter fighting other people and arguing and, and really bullying their way to be heard, not helping. So I really want folks to, that are listening to your show, uh, Ben and, and, and Seamus to really know that this is not just going to be about sexual harassment. It's not going to be just about sexual assault. It's going to be about the, the senior citizen homes. It's going to be about the Tappasee bridge. And I'm sure the assembly is going to pull out a couple other NICs, and, and try to get them on you know they only have to really get them on one so let's 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 take a break from the assembly right the assembly drops their book of Cuomo why we shouldn't them. Sure. what's next so the next part is bringing it to the senate where the senate will well, be-
0: i will say one okay. thing uh so uh state of Pol- New York state of politics which is a great blog for anyone who follows New York state politics they have right now 40 Democrats in the assembly have called for the governor's resignation and all 43 members of the majority or the minority conference uh, aka the Republicans have called for his resignation aka 83 members of the assembly uh, so as people probably know from The Trump impeachments, it just has to be done by a simple majority. There's 150 seats. Majority is 76. So way past that. And when, as Jovan said, as uh, Speaker of the Assembly, Carl Heastie, has said that the governor has lost the support of the Democratic majority. So it's not a question of if it will happen, there's definitely the votes for it. Like, there's no... Whipping here, it's done. It's a done deal. It's not a good question. The question is about about how many people will be voting aye on this.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. The the votes are in. You know, there's enough people calling for his resignation. I I don't see how he, you know, how that how the assembly does not get further further in the process. Yeah,
0: and the but, second that the assembly does impeach Cuomo is actually no longer governor or for all intents and purposes, uh, Kathy Hochul, the lieutenant governor will become acting governor. The intent on that is basically that the governor while facing impeachment would be so preoccupied with uh, trying to
2: defend himself.
0: Exactly. That they would not be able uh, Whoever the governor is would just not be able to discharge their duties. So uh, the lieutenant governor becomes acting governor. And then at the same time, uh, the Senate Majority Leader, Andre Stewart-Cousins, will actually become acting lieutenant governor. And for that reason, when we get into the Senate part, uh, the Senate Majority Leader, who is oh, also... You're getting
2: ahead of yourself, shame Seamus. We, yeah. we haven't reached that part yet. Okay. Go ahead. Never, gotten I gotten think
1: one of the reasons that we wanted to have this episode is to let people learn about it a little bit more step by step. Just because, I mean, for you guys, yeah, you know this. This is your world, New York state politics and state governments. We want to give the opportunity for our friends and our listeners elsewhere a chance because we're all going to hear about this over the next several weeks. This will
2: so, be, this will be we part this. three. So yeah. So the assembly. uh, Creates their book of Cuomo, why we should impeach him, it sends it to the Senate. Shamus talks about, Chambers talked about the, the first thing that happens, right? So the first thing that happens once the impeachment trial, or once the impeachment is sent to the Senate, is Kathy Hochul becomes acting governor. Uh, Andrew Cuomo gets stripped of his duties and powers, um, and he becomes a temporary citizen. Um, This rule, much like Seamus was was, uh, talking about earlier, is to give him the opportunity to pay attention fully to his um, trial in the Senate. Why this rule was written, right? Back in the day, over many, many moons ago, uh, in the time of Alexander Hamilton, you had to be a lawyer to be a governor. And not everyone had their own personal lawyer. So this at the time was meant so the governor, who was, chances are, a lawyer, um, could defend himself or uh, yes, himself at that time. Uh, but now we're gonna say themselves because we wanna be inclusive. Um, that they, so it was meant for them to defend themselves in a, in a Senate trial. Um, that's why we, we, we promote the Senate to governor to acting governor. And it's important to um, tell your audience that in this case, it is even more strenuous on, on someone like Kathy Hochul. So Andrew Cuomo is going through hell right now and he's bringing New York down with him. Next year, he's expected to run for reelection for his fourth term as governor, sweet Jesus. Um, but he's gonna have a lot of competition. There's a lot of rumors circulating uh, brewing in the, in the cauldron of, of New York politics. But one of the most important factors is, as acting governor, she, Kathy Hochul is permitted from doing anything political. So she's acting governor. She'll sign bills. She'll have press conferences. But she won't be a political figure. She can't run while she's acting governor. And it's probably one of the worst parts of uh, of this rule, but I understand why. Um, but yeah, so Kathy Hochul becomes acting governor. She becomes apolitical. She can't run on anything that she's doing while she's while she's acting governor. Uh, Andres Stew Cousins, who is my great senator and my uh, my dear friend, um, becomes lieutenant governor because she's in the line of succession. So now that the Senate now that the Senate has the book, right? The two people that run the Senate are the lieutenant governor and the Senate Pro Tem, the majority leader of the of the Senate. And they both get omitted from the trial. They get taken out because now their duties and responsibilities are no longer in the Senate, but in the line of succession. So now they are paying, they are governing
0: the state. And here's the Really crazy part of this, we keep on talking about the Senate. It technically, and this is like I want to put asterisks around the word "technically" because it's it's not the Senate that it goes to. It goes to the this is the exact term, the court for the trial of impeachments. Now, what the heck Uh, is that?
2: So Uh, that is the best part of this entire. When I when I mentioned how. Ass backwards, this is. This is like the creme de la creme of ass backwards, right? Ben, are you are you ready for this?
1: I'm I'm so, very excited.
2: So New York, right? Everyone knows the federal federal impeachment laws. It goes straight to the Senate, and the Senate acts as jury. And then generally, uh, especially in, in Trump Trump impeachment one, you had um, the head judge from the Supreme Court. Um sitting as, as a moderator, right? Well, we have a version of that in New York. But here's the ass backwards part of it all. In New York, Andre stewart Cousins gets omitted from the trial because she's now in the line of succession. Now she's a governing body. You lose one senator and you lose Kathy Oakle, but she's not really the, the, the president of the Senate, it's more ceremonial. But you lose Andre Sue Cousins, which is a vote, which is a senator. But here's the best part. You add in the court, the highest court in the land, which in New York is the Court of Appeals. You add in every justice from the Court of Appeals. And Mm -hmm. here's the best part. They were all nominated by Andrew Mark Cuomo. (laughs) So not only that, the chief judge of the Court of Appeals, who is also a Cuomo nominee, becomes the moderator. And they each they each have a vote on whether or not they will impeach, well, not impeach, remove Andrew Cuomo from his post. Friends, think about this. You have... Well, I think we have 50, 60 something senators um in, in, in the Senate. I, I forgot how many changes will probably correct me in a second.
0: Wait, how many senators total? Yeah. Sixty-three.
2: Sixty-three. Okay. You're 63. So it's in
0: there seven members of the uh, Court of Appeals, so it'll be seventy. However, you take out uh senators to her cousins and that guns 69. Nice. So yeah. what's two-thirds of that? Drum roll, please. Forty-six.
2: So, friends, look at it this way: you're now shifting a whole, a whole issue. Now, things change. Now, now in New York, we do have a supermajority in, in the Senate. Um, Republicans are not necessary. Again, not not necessary. We can do shit, and Rep- we don't need Republicans to do it. However. every every Republican is going to vote for a move.
0: Right now, right there.
2: Right now, the Dems are probably more or less a little split, depending on where you're from. Um, But majority of them will vote for a move.
0: And right now, so far, 38 Democrats in the state Senate have called for the governor to resign. So, you take the 20 GOP senators, the 38 that have called to resign, you get 58. That is way more than the 46 you need to remove.
2: Now let's just say on the off chance that they're just calling for him to resign as a call just to you know go downstream the same way. No one wants to no one wants to swim upstream. Everyone wants to swim in the same direction, right? Let's say the vote comes to it and it is hella close. Why is it gonna be hella close? Because Andrew Cuomo appointed seven jurors to his impeachment trial. They are his appointees and the head judge who's also his appointee is now moderating the, the situation. This is the as backwards part Of the entire ordeal, friends.
0: In fairness to the system by which we choose judges for the Court of Appeals, it actually is pretty, is somewhat apolitical. Of course, everything's political, but because, so for the unformed, which is probably most of our listeners that are not from New York, because I don't think most of our listeners are from New York. What happens is that when there is a vacancy or about to be a vacancy on the court of appeals, governor will create a panel of respected jurists, uh, legal scholars, um, former judges, et cetera. To, and there'll be usually about like, like ten of them or so, and they will uh, solicit literally solicit resumes and CVs to. Of, of people who are interested in running or, or being put on the court of appeals. And they'll do interviews, they'll you know do the whole vetting process and all of that. And then they'll come up with a list of about, usually like five to seven names to, that they'll present to the governor uh, saying, these are the people that we think totally cool with uh, being appointed to the court of appeals. From that list, the governor will then pick a person that will then go to the Senate for confirmation. So it is actually trying to make sure that there are people who are respected in the legal community uh, that are on there. And the people that I have been appointed, they are both Democrats and Republicans, like John is used to be the Westchester uh, County DA, a Democrat. Uh, but also yeah, you have-
2: yeah. Yeah let's let's be let's be a little loose on the term democrat when we're talking about janet DiFiore, Okay, i have to deal with her as my va
0: but then you also have michael garcia who most people will not know who that is but he was the u.s attorney for the southern district uh on march 17th 2008 why is that date so important in new york politics that was the date that the New York Times broke the story that Elliot Spitzer was into some very interesting things. Let's the man was
2: way. dealing with prostitutes.
0: Okay, Jovan was a little more blunt than I, yes. Y'all really and, do produce some characters in New York politics. Oh, absolutely. oh yeah.
2: Absolutely.
1: I mean, you got these guys, you got Anthony Weiner. Um, I mean, don't up in- claim that. I'm not going to dredge up anyone who has ever been like directly part of YDA. Uh, oh my but...
2: God. Wow. You are really <laughs> you are scratching the whole bottom of the barrel, my friend. Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, because yeah, you're describing the process and I mean, it's not exactly the same way that we appoint uh, people to the state to the Supreme court of Kansas. Uh, we have a, just a completely nonpartisan nominating commission. It sends three finalists to the governor, uh, and then she picks her favorite and then the legislature has to confirm them. And it's m- less of a bloody process than it sounds like it should be. Uh, it sounds like yours is at least slightly more elaborate. Um, but I mean, I, I get where what the mentality of it is. Um, and regardless, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the fact that it's full of people that were directly put into their positions by Governor Cuomo sounds like it is just a whole can of worms. I can see in any situation like that in most scenarios, I can see judges saying, screw it, I've got mine, I'm not really going to feel like I owe anything to this person anymore. Because frankly, a lot of judges are willing to vote against the people that appointed them in different capacities. I don't know if it's going to work like that with, you know, the way that's politics work in New York. I don't know the mentalities of the people that get on here. Um, Are appeals court judges for New York, are they subject to retention votes?
0: They, I don't think so. They, so they can, they can serve up to the age of 70 or retirement age 70. And then after that, they then uh, can uh, uh, appeal for keeping on until 75. But uh, Court of Appeals, once you turn 70, you're out. Uh, and then.
2: It's also the rule for the Supreme Court as well, which is the ones, the, the court right under the. Appeal.
0: Yeah. Supreme Court, uh, that one, or for. So Supreme Court, which is very poorly done, named, I should say, uh, that is the generally the lowest jurisdictional court. And that one actually, you can say on, you have to retire, put in your retirement papers at 70, but you can appeal to say on until 75, but it has to go on each year. And there was a constitutional amendment a few years ago that was proposed to increase the age to, I think, 80. Uh, It did fail. Um, I was a supporter of it because, you know, I think it's this reverse ageism, or actually it is. Yeah, it's ages along the upper side, and alas, you know, didn't pass. So because of that, Cuomo got to appoint every single member.
1: We have, I mean, yeah, we have an age limit. I think it's seventy-two for Kansas, um, and then it's once you kind of get to the last retention term where you would hit that, you basically just get to stay on either until your birthday, in which I. I Believe a lot of people just sort of choose that. Say that's enough. I'm going to be gone. Uh, I know when I was in college, I, I interned for the judicial branch for the state, and our, our uh, chief justice hit that point and said, "I'm good. I'm done. I don't have to do this anymore." I'm you know come from a wealthy family, and I'm just going to retire back to our farm. Um, but you know they have the option of staying on until the end of the term. But we also have uh, we we also have retention votes every four years. Um, based on seats, so it's staggered, so it's not everyone at the same time. And I mean, generally speaking, they're a formality, but people do have to vote to say, Yes, we want to keep this person on the bench. Um, it's I've, I've only seen a really concerted effort once for people to try to get judges off of the Supreme Court in Kansas, uh, and that was because it was sort of a political thing when a lot of them voted against governor brown back when he was running the state. um basically he was unhappy that they were not going along with his plans to cut education funding uh because we have some stuff in our state constitution about that that he was violating and so there was a push uh unofficially by the state republican party to get rid of everyone but his most recent appointment which failed miserably and was very very funny to me um i'm going off on a little bit of a tangent i just It it just makes me curious what all the little dynamics of this process are, Um, because, I mean, again, we're all about to hear about it. It's going to be, I mean, just in general, what's going on with your governor is all over the news right now, but I really suspect that a lot of the details are going to become very, very nationally prominent. And I know there's probably going to be a lot of confusion over the procedure, and that's you know, as opposed to say how it's done uh, on the federal level, which is why I was glad that you got into the differences there,
2: Javon. Absolutely, <coughs> absolutely. It, it, it's it's gonna be a wild ride. Um, I hate the fact that the setting is in New York, but uh, this is the right thing to do with it at this home. It's unfortunate. It'll it'll be the biggest stain on his career because uh, he has done some remarkable things for New York, but. This does not, you know, sexual harassment assault does not, does not get you a pass at at remaining in leadership. It just doesn't.
1: Yeah, for sure not. Um, it's... You know, I don't think there's anything really hinky about the timing. It did strike me that a year ago, nationally, so many people, especially so many Democrats, loved Governor Cuomo. because He was was America's governor. Yeah, he was the one who was willing to be out and loud about how to handle the coronavirus and was really one of the people that was pushing back against Trump the hardest. And there was so much admiration outside of New York for him for a while I have all these vivid memories of all of my New York political friends just grumbling so hard about that because even if they didn't hate him, the the, the consensus was that, no, guys, he's really not worth the adoration that you're providing for. And this really is sort of a flash in the pan thing. Um, and I'm not going to say any of them might feel a little bit vindicated right now because this is really not the scenario for it. But it does have to seem like... This is what everyone was concerned with coming to light, just who he is as a person. Do I kind of have the right to
2: that? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, he was America's governor for almost a year. I know Californians who would wake up and watch his press conference. You know, there was a for a short term for a short term, there was a a thing called the homosexual. Um, you know, that was a thing for six months to, to six to nine months, which was weird. Uh, you know, we had, he, he produced Nipplegate for us for for a week or two when people thought he pierced his nipples. I was uh, debating
1: bringing that up. I,
2: I'm, I'm sorry. It was, it was a great source of entertainment for like a good 24 hours. Um, but, you know, he was America's governor. He was the one pushing the hardest against Trump. He was the Democrat that was, you know, most visible where Trump was telling you to drink bleach. He was telling you to be vivid and and make sure that you are protecting your family. You know, he's when Trump told you you don't have to wear a mask. He was the one that told you, please wear a mask. This saves lives. You know, when Trump was telling you it's okay go out. He was telling you. I'm shutting New York down. You should probably not go out, you know. So he was the biggest contrast to what Trump was telling you at the time, and he, his his press conferences were remarkable. Um, his slideshows were always uh, grooming with information, uh, but behind behind the scenes, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of things working against him, you know, for a governor who had his hands full. How the hell did he write a book? I I still don't understand that. But he did. So, (laughs) okay. But in that book, he said he did everything right. And we're quickly learning uh, that it wasn't just sexual assault and harassment. His, His office lied many times on the number of deaths of elderly individuals, which is a massive problem.
0: And then also going off with the book, he was then having his staff actually help him write the book, like printing out manuscripts and for editing purposes, uh, going over to hit the governor's mansion to uh, uh, take over documents. Uh, he would be dict- uh They would have to do, uh, he would dictate stuff and they would have to transcribe uh, the words, uh, so he was using government resources to basically feed his own ego. It was basically not very helpful, not helpful at all, and he just basically brought this upon himself. Yeah.
2: I will say the the executive helicopter will not get much use (laughs) when he's gone. Uh, That man loves the the New York plane and the New York helicopter, I'll tell you.
0: So, from what do you think, uh, Jovan, is going to be the time, timeline for the governor's removal? Do you think he's going to resign? Do you think he's going to go through impeachment or what?
2: He's not a man to step down. Uh, Cuomo is not a man to to take. doesn't matter who's telling him to quit. If it's not coming from his mom, if it's not coming from his dad... Uh, I don't even think he would, you know, listen to his siblings at this point. Uh, I think he's going to ride it out. I honestly believe he thinks he can beat this. He has enough people around him that that tell him he can beat this. Um, and if he does, that is a scary thought. Um, but in his head, he has rebuttals for each and every account, every every woman, every you know senior citizen death, every. Instance, instance has happened on the Tavern bridge. so he is honestly I, I think he's gonna think he can beat this. I, I don't see him resigning uh, I definitely don't see him resigning before impeachment is official and sent to the Senate. I think he will be removed um, at impeachment and I think this is going to be a this is going to be a case study for you know political science majors all around the world. Uh, very shortly, and it's going to be sad that it has to happen on, on his head, but that's, you know, he made his bed. Now he has
0: a liar. And there's actually been, and Jovan brings up a very good point about how this can be case studies and all that, because there's literally only been one impeachment of a governor. Um, it was Arthur something. Um, it was,
2: yeah, the first Catholic governor of New York State.
0: I have to Google this. Um, he
2: needs to take a picture of him. Williams.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. I wasn't even Arthur. I was really wrong. Williams uh, Sulzer. Yeah. So, and that was apparently a whole Tammany thing, which yeah. people know Tammany Hall, you know, the good old days. Uh, basically, he was a Tammany person, then just like turned his back on them, and they said, what the heck? And they said, okay, you're not gonna do what we want. So we're removing you. So that one is like not usual. So that one most scholars believe was not really very good precedent setting. Uh, So this is actually gonna be the real one that sets the precedent um, on how things are gonna be working and. You know, it's one of those things as Prebischara would say, "Stay tuned," which is a little ironic because there was talk that uh, one of the things, like with how Cuomo was trying to discredit people, he uh, ahead of the report's findings, one of the things that was brought up was how June Kim, who was one of the investigators hired by uh, the Attorney General, uh, used to work for prepahara. Uh, June uh, after Trump fired Preet June, who was the number two at the Southern District, became the acting U.S. Attorney. Uh, so, and then Cuomo's people basically tried to say Preet wants to run for governor. So this is like all political hit job, which Preet has said, "I'm not running for anything."
2: You would make a great Democrat. He just became a Democrat too. Mm-hmm. Like, literally yesterday. <laughs> so, um, I don't think is a hit job. I, you know, so, there's a lot of people looking at the governor's office right now. Uh, I know of at least six. None of them are for me.
1: I guess that brings me to then, I mean, talking about how people are going to interpret this, reading about it down the line, um, What is it that you want people from outside of New York to keep in mind while they're seeing all the coverage that they're inevitably going to see
2: of this? Call your New York friends, because they're not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, In all honesty, um, I want people to realize that this is a massive stain on on our state. Um, That's that's not something that we can hide. Um, But this is not what we try to do. you know the New York City and Democrats five months ago called for resignation because we noticed the pattern. Uh, and just now, it's just now—it's just this week that that pattern, that that assumption of a pattern has been codified into reality. Um, and remember that there are eleven women out there that have been assaulted or harassed by this man. Um, and they have feelings and you know families and. It's time to be a little respectful to, towards them, a little more respectful towards them, um, but also that this is a process. So, you know, let the process play out. Um, we, A lot of us will sit on panels. Uh, some of us will join CNN, MSNBC, Fox on, on discussions on how this will play out. None of us truly know the ideas and and what's going to happen, but um, check on your New York friends because chances are they're going to be, especially the ones in politics, uh, because this will this will drag this will drag on, and we have to worry about next cycle, which is the governor's race, um, because it's not just worrying about impeachment this year. We're already in you know August and September is creeping up. Um, we have, we have elections to win this year, local, local county elections to win this year, and next year is the governor's race. Next year is the lieutenant governor's race. Next year is the attorney general's race. Next year is the state comptroller's race. Next year is, you know, Chuck Schumer is up next year. Um, all of our House delegation is up next year. Lines are changing next year. Like there's so much happening this year and next year. That we can't get hung up on on um, the on the impeachment trial. We have to govern. Democrats are going to do what they do best: walk and chew gum at the same time, and um, we do it very well. We do it very well here in New York, but at the same time, you know, it, it's taxing on us. It's it's not the easiest process. This is not at all a one week thing. This is going to be a month's thing because I think he's going to hold out until he is removed. You know, I, I think at some point the, the people per, the people that are sworn to protect him will have to put him in cuffs at, at, at some point because I don't think, um, I honestly don't think he's going to walk away will, willingly and willfully. Um, and, and one thing that Seamus and I have, haven't mentioned yet is that not only, you know, Tish James' investigation was civil. It was a very civil um investigation. It was not criminal whatsoever. But local DAs, local county DAs are looking at criminal charges. And I know of at least three. Um, I think it's Manhattan, Westchester, and um, shout out to 914. Uh, and Albany County, the 518.
0: Um, are, and are, now um, it's also Oswego County.
2: Oh, add, add another one, four, four DAs. They're looking at criminal charges. So this is going to play out for a long time, and this is going to be a massive stain on on our on our state government, and our
0: state politics. Just yesterday, one of the uh, victims uh, did file a criminal complaint with the Albany County Sheriff. So that's going to be adjudicated, and then there has also been some other referrals uh, done given to. I think there was one that was also given to the Albany, the city of Albany police. Yes. We have cities and counties with the same name. We also have towns, villages, cities, all with the same name. It's very weird. New York. We have lots of those.
2: We have our biggest cities also named after our state.
1: We have counties that share the names with cities that are not in those counties.
0: Oh, those are my favorite. We have that too.
1: Yeah, We have roads uh,
2: named after cities that are next door. In other cities like there's in the Bronx there's white plains road and it's one of the main roads in the Bronx but it's named after a city in Westchester yeah
1: we have uh we have a county that's Wichita county in Kansas um Wichita is the most populous city in the state it is not in Wichita county they are many miles apart it is deeply confusing Absolutely. the lesson here being everyone who has ever named a geographical location at least in the you know last 250 something years of American history as we know it uh, were complete and utter nonsense
0: probably a lot of drugs involved
2: I would say so yeah
0: but uh, yeah it seems like it's gonna be a game of stay tuned really. Uh, We know the governor is trying to fight back on this whole thing. I, for one, do not think it's going to work. His lawyers had a press conference yesterday and basically their arguments were that one of the accusers or victims really, um, they tried to discredit her by saying that she was eating cheese and crackers. literally yes they said they went through the timeline of events of one day where she was in the governor's mansion uh and oh helping in wherein she says that she was assaulted by the governor and during that time she also ate cheese and crackers
1: like do they think that that works like a chastity belt what
2: the what the hell I mean would you wanna would you want to harass someone with cheesy breath Ben I mean seriously
1: no I would not they, harass
2: somebody with cheesy breath
1: I would respect them
2: they are throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks
1: clearly I mean it's not quite you know Brett Kavanaugh crying on national
0: television about his love not of yet. and then some of the other accusations were they uh, for instance, that two uh, people, so one consultant, uh, I won't give their name, I won't give the person's name because, because I have respect for the person because he is a buddy. Uh, one consultant on Lindsey James's campaign was, uh, had texted, was working for Lindsay Boylan, one of the victims, and when she ran for Manhattan Borough President, and then uh, the campaign manager of that of James's attorney general campaign and he and the consultant were like talking about uh, Lindsey Boylan's uh, accusations because the two of them are old friends. Like literally that their argument is that the two of them are old friends. And they are just gossiping amongst each other. It was very much as Jovan said, throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks.
2: Yeah, that's what you're gonna expect. That's what you should expect from from their their rebuttal. I mean, his first rebuttal was gaslighting. It was disgusting. As a as a former supporter of his, I was insulted and disgusted and and truly um, taken aback by his appalling attempt to you know save his life um it it was it was bad all around and i don't know the person who approved it but whoever approved it should be fired Um, and if someone helped him write that they should too be fired and never allowed to work in politics again Um, and on top of that their lawyers his lawyers excuse me um were also just crappy at defending it you know you don't this is not, you know, she was a whore. She deserved it. And that's what it sounds like. You know, when you're going to throw everything you have at the wall just to see what sticks, you better have a plan, and you better have a plan B, and a plan C and D and E and F and J and Z and, you know, 1, 2, and 5. You need plans, man. You need plans. And they don't have it. They're fishing. They're on a fishing expedition, and, you know, this is <laughs> – this is the witch hunt that Trump warned us about, uh, but it's it's not against Trump. It's Andrew Cuomo trying to save his political hide.
0: And of course, to victims and survivors of Governor Cuomo, you know we stand with you in solidarity. Um, and of course, uh, all victims and survivors of all sexual harassment, workplace harassment sexual violence, etc. cetera, um, we stand with you, and we we will we'll try to help you however we can. So this was possibly the most sobering of episodes of Kooky Quarantine, but I think I it was one that was necessary it. that had to be said. Yeah,
1: this is just, I mean, this is a matter that, like we discussed, it is Going to be so, so, I mean, it already is so prevalent in the national political consciousness. Um, So many people that are, you know, close to us, just as members of YDA and as the hosts of this show, are concerned with this. And I mean, it's going to be the focal point of a great deal of work that they have to do. And frankly, for a lot of other people, it's going to be something that's going to come up and likely be triggering for them. And I don't know it's something that I think we felt was very important to make sure people understood at least the process of nothing else, uh, as it's going to go forward because the confusion over something like that can really add to the stress that people have. Um, And Lord knows the news is never ever good about explaining how such things go. Um, So you know, go us being smarter than the news. But at some point, I know we, you know, we like to have fun in this show. We are by and large a couple of smart asses that like to come and bring our friends on to make quips with us. Um, but this really felt to us like it was something that was too significant either to ignore completely or to handle
2: with kid gloves. Absolutely. And I think uh, you know. Yeah, I think the listeners will will understand the somber tones of this. You know, this conversation, and understand that this is very serious. But next time you guys ask me to come on, I want to have fun. This this was this was. We'll hard. schedule a fun one
1: for you, Javon. Uh, we'll we'll have more talk about your middle initial, maybe. Um,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, if uh, we we spent a good chunk of our last episode talking about Space Jam, so if you want to do anything, along oh my those god, lines, just I, I'm game,
2: still us... a fan of one. I can't do two. Two was two was good for for new age technology. Like the animations were were kind of funky and fun. Uh, not not to be a gross guy, but like I miss the old Lola Bonnie who was just sassy, like not flirty but just sassy like she was just tell me about it like i I, I missed that one um and i i miss no one beats michael Jordan, man that's just that, that's the real bread and butter of it
0: you know amen
2: just can't everyone wants to be mike but no one no one can ever get there I like leBron lebron's a great dude he he's doing amazing things he's doing mike he's doing things that mike didn't but like this this wasn't it uh LeBron, sorry, buddy. You, you,
0: you, you Space Jam Two. Say. It's very meta. It's that's the best way I can put it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Although I will, I'm excited to see um, the second Suicide Squad today. I'm going to watch that later.
1: Planning on watching that later myself. That can that can be one of our fun episodes in the future. Just you know, Koopie quarantine goes to the movies.
2: You guys are gonna don't have make to it do another whole four hour thing. yeah I'm You're gonna have to do a whole other podcast It's gonna be Kubie
1: kooky Quarantine goes to the movies yeah talk about and you know Seamus we did the, the last time we did that episode that long we didn't necessarily have to um but hey we can do a little mystery science theater thing we'll figure it out Doctor Who uh, we're gonna watch Doctor Who
0: and on, on on the show I mean
1: I'm willing I'm I'm completely willing
0: Oh yeah, totally. Like we can commentary. Oh yeah, that no, that actually would work.
2: You guys are really not. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that.
0: Well, Jovan, thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Campbell, Campbell and Cohen's Cookie Quarantine is a production of Dog Pack Incorporated. Uh, theme music is produced by Alexander Nakamura. I've been Seamus Campbell.
1: I've been Ben Cohen
0: and we've been joined by Jovan C. Richards thanks everyone stay safe